episode of the remnant call uh folks we are heading into 2023 and um it looks it looks rough out there but um you know reminded with the birth of my grandson rowan um that god is a god of life and that this world folks it's not our home we are looking for a city whose builder and maker is god and he will redo the heavens and the earth one day. He will make them brand new again. And we will reign with the Lord forever. And I am looking forward to that. But in this hour, I want to encourage you, keep looking up. Folks, God has called us, just like in Esther, right? For such a time as this, that we are to be bright lights in the midst of the darkness. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you do, that you give, that you bless us with, that we don't deserve. Lord, may we be faithful unto you by returning our lives, our time, our gift of sacrifice and praise, Lord, unto you who is worthy. That our relationship, our study time, our time in your word and prayer and fastings and prayer will not be uh, overcome by the busyness of this world. Lord, we know that busyness is not of the devil. It is the devil when it distracts from God. Lord, thank you for these things. Bless this program tonight to your honor and glory in Yeshua's name. Amen. Tonight, I am reminded about the imminent deception that is coming upon the whole world. It's already begun, but folks, there is a greater deception still that is falling upon believers. It is falling uh, upon the whole entire world. And it is this deception that you are not who God made you to be, that you are somebody else, that you are some different, you're, you're some other uh, gender or whatever it may be, that you are not who God created you to be. And what a slap in God's face, this whole movement. I found out that I apparently am, um, if I get this wrong, I'm sorry, but I am apparently a cisgender according to the new genders. And that just basically means that I identify with the gender that I was born with, uh, which basically means I'm normal. Um, that's pathetic because I identify as male and fully male and not ashamed of being a male. But with the new respect um, for the Marriage Act that they're coming out with, uh, that they've signed, you as a believer are going to be challenged in the future. You're going to be challenged in your churches. You're going to be challenged in your work. You're going to be challenged to stand up for what is right. And let me tell you right now, the majority of churches now, they will embrace this stuff. They will embrace these movements. And because they are more worried about pleasing the world and stand instead of standing for the truth of God. But there we are going to be called for tasks. It's so easy to follow the Lord until the day your faith is challenged. 
And folks, our faith is going to be challenged. And some of you right now, your faith is already being challenged. But know this, that the challenging of your faith is so that according to the word of God will establish you, it will strengthen you, it will cause you to be strong in your faith. But there is a warning that I want to talk about. The warning of this false prophet, which is not only in the church, but are in the world. And we know that there are prophecies and we know that there are false prophecies. And I would, I would, uh, venture to say that there's a whole lot more false out there today than there is true for sure. But the book of Deuteronomy talks about a special type of false prophet, a false prophet whose actual prophesyings come to pass. Listen to what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse one. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods which you have not known and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So there are prophets out there. There are Nostradamuses out there. There are other false uh, so-called believers that are prophesying and things that will come to pass. But if you look at their words, you look at their messages, you look at the fruits that they bear, they are leading you to follow another gospel, another Jesus, another Lord. They are trying to get you to follow someone else except for the Lord God Almighty. And we must be so careful right now. You see, there are so many people out there with false prophecies that are going on. Go on Facebook. Go on to uh, any one of these social medias. I mean, I don't have but social media for my program, but there's so many false prophecies that are going on out there. Listen, I know many of you like to believe it, but you know this this whole pre-tribulation rapture thing, it is deceiving so many people. And I've said it before, don't get offended. If there is no reason I would ever want to not believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. It sounds like the best option out there. Why would I not believe in it? Well, because it's not the truth. But in reality, it sounds great. I mean, it 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 I would have to strongly believe contrary to deny the pre-tribulation rapture because in all reality, who doesn't want to just escape all these things? But the truth is is that God is calling us through. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us, and it is deceiving the world into not preparing for the hard times that are to come. Why are we so think we're so special in the United States and in Western Europe places that we're just going to fly away while the rest of the world suffers persecutions and then the Jews are going to get a second chance? Folks, I'm here to tell you right now. I don't care if you're a natural born Jew or a Gentile or whatever. It is only through Jesus, only through Yeshua that you're getting into the kingdom. We are not separate people. The way is the same for both. Read, read Romans chapter 11. Right, Both Jew and Gentile, all Israel will be saved, Jew and Gentile. Folks, if you're a Gentile and you've been grafted in, you are a part of Israel. It's in Romans chapter 11. Go read it. 
It's just, it's flat out the way it is. This replacement theology is the devil. But there are so many other prophecies coming on. And it's not just those prophecies. It's the prophecies of the world, too, with the alien deception and all that stuff that's going to happen. Folks, they are wanting us to accept an extraterrestrial because they know the Bible is extraterrestrial in the sense it's supernatural. It's from out of this world. It is by a supernatural God. So the false prophecies that are going on right now, trying to lead us down to this accepting of something else that is not of God. These are also Satan's prophets. He has his own prophets and they prophesy to his false doctrines. And that's, they're trying to lead. And you will see some of the things that they talk about come to pass. But remember what Deuteronomy chapter 13 said, that if they're leading you away. I don't, it doesn't matter if they prophesy it accurate to a 100% T. If they are leading you to follow other gods, another gospel, get away from that person. There is absolutely no light in them. But the Bible is so clear. If you want to know a true prophet of the Lord, well, one of the easy tests, it's just in the book of Isaiah chapter 8. Starting in verse 19, it says, When they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, or unto wizards that peep, and that mutter, should not a peep people seek unto their God for the living to the dead, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. When they deviate from the very word of God, from his law, from the testimony of Jesus, from they, there is no light in these people. And when your pastors are telling you to accept these terrible, contrary lifestyles to the very word of God, that is false prophecy. There is no light in them, and we need to get away and get separate. God is very specific of what it means to be a true prophet. I think I have a program on it way back uh, on how to tell a true prophet from like three, four years ago. I went through all the verses in the Bible of how to distinguish one. I'll see if I can find that. And God wants us to understand that. Now, here's the thing. How are you going to be able to understand what is true and false prophecy? Well, one good thing I remember I was down here, there's a Christian bookstore uh, not far from where I live, up in town, and I was talking to the lady years ago, and she's like, hey, you know, I don't know, I go to this church, and there's this lady, she's a prophetess or whatever, and and um, and her and another guy, it's a prophet, I don't, you know, it's a charismatic movement thing, and <clears throat> I, she said, I don't know if they're really... You know, I saw them like flipping each other off and giving the bird, you know, making jokes and saying things that were just wrong and inappropriate. And, you know, the Bible is very specific. Look, are we going to make mistakes? Yes. Are we going to do things we regret or say things? Yes, at times. But the Bible is very clear. By their fruits, ye shall know them. And I'll tell you, these people that try to put the church, try to put the remnant into spiritual bondage because they always got such, a, you know, a word from the Lord and, and people are afraid, you know, to do anything or say anything because they're, they've got a word from the Lord, but the fruits are not the fruits that the Bible talks about, you know, the fruits of the spirit and they don't have the fruits of the spirit. Folks, get away from those people. The Bible says that by their fruits, ye shall know them. So you can like forget about all the craziness they're saying. Look at their fruits. 
It's not that you're trying to judge their lifestyle, but when there are things that are contrary to the very word of God and the fruits of the spirit, you know, an easy test. I had a pastor that I had to confront some years back and he was trying to say all these things and it was terrible. And I said, pastor, I said, the Bible says that by their fruits, ye shall know them. And I have now seen your fruits. And, uh, you know, I didn't hear from him hardly again after that, but the truth was, is that he was not going to hold me in any type of spiritual bondage because his fruits were contrary to the word of God. But how are we going to understand these things? Well, we've got to get into the word. Now I'm going to tell you right now, this verse I'm going to share with you has been, it's been shaking me hard all week. And it's been something I've just keep pondering and thinking about. Now, we all know the story of God when in Samuel, when they rejected, you know, the Samuel and God to lead them. Uh, well, they specifically rejected uh, God and they wanted a king like the nations. Now, if you really dig deep into the story, you'll see that they were actually rejecting not God because God was anti-king. They wanted a king to lead them into battle like the nations. And God always was to be leading the was to be leading Israel into war. That was one of the things the Lord did. And so he was rejecting God as their leader into battle. And because in Deuteronomy, God laid out provisions for kings. Okay. And in the new kingdom, there's kings and there's, it's just all, you know, so I, God's not really anti-king, but if you look at the story closely, he was anti how they were, you know, how they were rejecting. They wanted to look like the nations instead of God leading them into battle and war. But it's what God says in Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse 18. I'm telling you this, this really shook me. Listen to what it says. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, he's talking about a king, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests and the Levites. What are you saying here is when the king, the guy at the top, right, of the nation, when he sits upon his throne, he's not going <coughs> to, excuse me, go down to Amazon and get him a copy of the Bible. He's not going to go down to the store and get him a copy. He's not going to have a scribe write him up a copy. He was to hand write his own copy of the Torah out so that he would know the law. He would know the word of God. It would be embedded in him. And I realized this high calling that God has for us as believers and that we are a kingdom of priests and the new as, as new covenant believers, God is calling us to this high walk to where, you know, we are, we are, have a responsibility to have the word so deep within us that we are able to discern and understand what is truth from error. And the king was not allowed to have a one given to him to read. He had to hand copy his own copy of the word of God. Folks, this has been hitting me so hard all week. What if we, what if we, what if pastors, what if elders, leaders, teachers, all that stuff took their walk with God as serious as the king was supposed to take his walk? So you see the king was supposed to lead in such a way that he was in tune with his God. He knew the word of his God and he was in he was in harmony with the spirit of God that he would rule in such a way that would be pleasing to God. What if we did the same thing? 
We studied. We sought. We, we got into his word. We saturated ourselves. Listen, folks, prayer is amazing. Fasting is amazing and it's powerful. But you cannot, cannot say because you pray or you fast that you don't need to read the word of God. Folks, you cannot sacrifice reading the very word of God. It has to be top priority. You cannot go in. I don't care how smart you are or how good of a driver you are. You can drive as great as you think. If you don't go read that book from the DMV the first time you take your driver's license, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how great of a driver you are. You will fail the test because you didn't read the book. You thought you could handle it on your own. You thought you could do it by yourself, but you didn't read the book. I'm here to tell you right now, you have the opportunity to read this book. If you're blind, you can listen to the book or read it in braille. There's nobody here right now that can not have an opportunity to read or listen to the Bible unless maybe that person is handicapped. And you know what? That is a special person that God has a special plan for. And I'm here to tell you, folks, we have to get our discernment up to another level. Now we're going into 2023. This is some serious stuff we are dealing with. What has transpired in our government in the last couple of weeks has been horrible. The people that are dying all around the world suddenly from these blood clots and everything else, and we know what it's from. We know the poke is giving it to them. P-O-K-E. You know, can't, I got to say certain ways because they filter my, you know, I'm already under, you know, under restriction warning by YouTube. <clears throat> but the truth is, we know what's happening. All the money they're spending. It was interesting. I was reading the papers for the 1929 depression, the day of the stock market crashed. And it was so interesting what people were reporting, the way the different newspapers reported. Some of them would say, yeah, here it is, 1929, you know, a uh, brisk rally trails market crash, you know, almost trying to be optimistic. Stocks lose. Some of them were pretty big. Stocks lose 10 billion in a day. That was serious. Um, selling swamps stock market. That's a serious one too. Other papers though, stocks sink despite banks rally. You know, it, it was, they were putting a twist on it. Little did they understand and know that within 10 weeks, this from the stock market crash, this nation was totally changed for years to come. Folks, I'm telling you right now, we are on the verge of an economic collapse that is so serious. It will make the 1929 crash look like a nothing, like a, like a day in the park, like a little walk in the park. It will look like nothing. And our faith will be called. And you know, at that moment, I think when everything falls apart, I think the false prophets will finally be shut up when all their failed prosperity prophecies don't come to pass. Or they're fake, you know, Trump will be reelected again prophecy. Remember that guy? What was his name? Mark something. You know, he he had all the great, yeah, you know, he hit it on the first try. Trump was going to be president, blah, blah, blah. And then he, then he did it again the second time, right? And all oh, he was wrong. But now he just didn't, you know, he manipulated it, massaged it. And there are still people that follow this guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Mark something. They still believe this guy's a true prophet of the Lord. He's not a true prophet of God. It's a fact. He was, he's not, you know, 
I, I, it just, it is what it is. I have heard people through the years who've, I've, I've even listened to their prophecies, you know, and I, and I've given some testing, some thoughts, some, but you know what? There have been times that I thought, you know what, well, maybe this could be possible. We read it in the word. It doesn't seem to be contrary, but you know what? It didn't happen. It didn't take place the way they said it would be. Now, there's a difference between a person that is saying they believe something will happen versus someone that says, thus saith the Lord. That's the important thing. Okay. When a person is saying, I am speaking on behalf of the Lord, that is a different story. And you need to take that seriously. And if it doesn't come to pass, you need to walk away from it. But somebody discerning, you know, by studying the scripture and not being right on everything, that doesn't mean that person is a false prophet. Prophet is one who speaks on behalf of the Lord. And that is a different story. And a lot of people get that confused because somebody may have gotten the timing wrong on something, but it was something they were just discerning from reading the scripture versus uh, saying, thus saith the Lord. And, and the fact is, when it is a thus saith the Lord, and God or God showed me this, and it doesn't happen, we need to walk away. But if we don't get close into this word of God and seek the Lord's face, folks, we are going to be in trouble because what is going to happen, just like in 1929, even though they saw the stock market crash, they had no idea within 10 weeks that this nation would be pummeled. I mean, literally tumble into absolute 25, I think it was 25% unemployment, something like that. One in four people had no job. My step, uh, my wife's grandparents, they passed away. Their granddad was 100, I think 100 years old, 101, or grandma was like a 98 or something. Uh, they just died within the last five years or so, both of them. And they always had a storehouse. They were loaded with money. Uh, lived out in Colorado. They always had a storehouse in their basement because they had been through the Great Depression and they knew what it was like. And even through that many years, post that event, they always kept a storehouse because they couldn't forget what had happened during that time period. You see, folks, when the threat is real, people will prepare. But when they don't perceive that the threat is real, they do not prepare. And if your church is not teaching you the truth and the pastor is not standing on the truth and you're not listening to programs or you're not reading the word of God, which is truth, then you're going to be deceived because, and you can't blame God for being deceived if you're reading, if you're not reading his word. You know, so many times people say, well, God's not speaking to me. Well, folks, if your Bible's closed, don't get angry because God doesn't speak. Does God speak audibly? Yeah. He only does that some, when he feels like it and you cannot force his hand. Okay. And he doesn't speak all the time audibly. It can happen from time to time and he does it to who he chooses. And that person does not have to be a righteous person for the Lord to speak to audibly. That is his choice alone. You can see examples of that in the very word of God. But he also speaks through his word and through other people too. But if your Bible is shut, don't you blame God because he seems like the heavens are silent? Don't you blame him if you're never opening the word of God? Because he's desiring to speak to his people and lead us in these last days. Listen, I've said it over and over. We know this is the end times. But I don't know what I've got to do sometimes to get it through people's heads that there is nothing in this world that is worth keeping or holding on to and missing out on the kingdom. 
Folks, you're not going to just fly away and escape all these things. Now, you might die. Yes, that could happen. We might all die. You know, I don't know what all is going to happen. You know, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the Lord's second coming or if I'm going to die. I don't know. That's up to him to decide. But the fact is, is I'm not going to get to, to at being a part of the most unrighteous nation, unrighteous generation in the history of the earth that and, and think that we're going to somehow fly away. It's so ignorant, so repulsive, and so offensive to a holy God that we would make up some cockamamie doctrine that you're just going to fly away. And it's not going to happen, folks. The people that are taken are the wicked. Read the verse. There will be two in the field. One will be taken, the other will be left. If you read the verses before, it said it will be in the days of Noah. They were eating, or in Noah, they were eating and drinking until the flood came and took all the wicked away. Then it says there will be two in the field. It tells you in the verses before, it's the wicked that are taken. They're taken to where the eagle is gathered. I've said before, that's a whole nother sermon I need to, or a message to get into someday. I, I'm sorry if this offends you. I don't mean to offend you, but if offending you causes you to re-examine the word of God, to find the truth. Listen, I wish this, this pre-trib rapture was true. What a great way out, but it's not. And I won't walk around and, and and try to deceive people and lie to my audience that this is somehow true just so I can keep from making some people unhappy. I'm sorry if you're unhappy, but you know what? I love you enough to tell you the truth. I don't know everything, but I do know a few things, and I know one thing's for sure. The secret pre-trib rapture will not happen. Fact, end of sentence, and there it is. So if you want to keep believing it, it's your choice. You know, and uh, I hope, though, that when the time comes and you realize it's not going to happen, I pray that you'd repent and turn yourself to the Lord. Folks, this is it. This is it. Now, I don't know when the day exactly is going to come. The judgment is sh the doors closed and it's over with. There is a line in the sand that gets drawn at a point in time in the Bible at the end. I don't know. We're not there yet. I'm not saying it is, but there comes a day. When the wicked will remain wicked and the righteous will be righteous still. Okay. And that's, it's, it's fine because that at that point it's done. It's over. The Lord's coming back to get his people. Don't ever think for a second that you've got time to wait or waste before you seek the Lord. We are in, I don't, we are in the worst times in the earth's history. And yet here God, back in Deuteronomy, was trying to tell the leader of the nation, the king, when he would come on, I want you, even though you're at the top, even though you're at the pinnacle of leadership in my nation, I want you to hand write the word out so that you will know it. And not just any copy, but I want you to write out a copy that's approved by the priest, that's legitimate, not some fake, you know, message Bible or anything like that. The real genuine word of God. And here we are, folks. Chosen royal priesthood, the Bible says, with the gift of salvation and the knowledge of the Most High. I believe God is calling us to this kind of in-depth Bible study, prayer, 
and seeking his face as he was calling the king to in his day. Folks, I don't, you don't have to understand everything in the Bible in order to read it. A lot of people say, well, it doesn't make sense to me. I read stuff for years and years at times that didn't make sense to me. And all of a sudden, one day it just clicks. Just keep reading it. God didn't say you'd have to understand everything. It's about staying in the fight, keeping on the path, going through the journey of following Jesus all the way to the end. Folks, please, we're going into 2023. Listen, it's not the biblical new year. That's in Passover time. We're not talking about that. But we know everybody likes to make resolutions. I don't care two hoots about New Year's resolutions. All I care about is that you make yourself resolute to follow the Lord. Seek his face. Don't let one more minute pass. Time is too short. You know what's going on. Make a difference on your knees, in your prayer closet, and spend time reading this word. This is Brother Frank saying unto everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, someday on the mountains. Blow a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Blow a trumpet.